Hi, welcome to the Vine Life Church Podcast. We're in Boulder, Colorado, and we're following Jesus by staying rooted in His presence, growing in His family, and living on His mission so that hearts are awakened with His awe-inspiring love. In this time of social distancing, we're not currently gathering in person, but we invite you to stream the video from our weekend services online. And if we can help you in any way, reach out to us at vinelife.com. For now, here's a short sermon from last week in Divine Life. Again, thanks for joining us. Well, again, blessings to you, Vine Life. Blessings to you guys t- tuning in. We're going to open the scripture together today, and, uh, and we, we are trusting that God is going to speak to us. Um, the word of the day is rooted. And that's where we've been the last several weeks. If you've joined along with us, we've been exploring this idea of of growing deep and living strong in Christ. It's the season that we're in. And I believe this is so important for us in the church that we uh, we allow God to reveal our root systems. And then we even intentionally begin to sink new roots into what's eternal, into Jesus Christ. And, and it, you know, it reminds me, uh, just recently I was talking to a neighbor and uh, he was joking that a few years ago he was watching me from his front driveway because we were doing some landscaping in our front uh, front of our yard and and uh, we wanted to rip out some bushes and so we you know we kind of trimmed away at the bushes and then I took my shovel and just started hacking away and you know t- to no avail this this bush was not coming out I was pulling this thing literally as hard as I could you know with these guys here but hey uh, you know. Uh, not all of us have amazing, you know, amazing muscles. And so uh, what I did was what any half-brained uh, male would do. I went and got some straps and I attached it to my Toyota Highlander. And I'm thinking, surely if I cannot pull out this bush with my brute strength, um, my car will be able to do that. And so I get out this, you know, this huge strap and wrap it around this bush and then wrap it around my car. Meanwhile, as you can imagine, all the neighbors are starting to gather because it looks like something exciting is about to happen, right? Some, you know, this bush is either going to fly out of the ground or someone is going to get incredibly hurt. So this is a show that everybody wants to watch. And so uh, I, I wrap the straps around and I, and I get in my car and, and start to put some tension and then I just gun it and I, and I cruise out and then I hear this big pop. And I was like, that's it, the bush, it's out. I manhandled this thing, we got this thing taken care of. Got out, turns out the strap just popped. The, just everything it was connected to, it popped. And that's the thing, like not even my car or this strap could rip this bush out of the ground. I had to get, I don't know, I, I forget what I did, but we, we had to go through all kinds of rounds of things just to get this bush out because its roots were so deep into the ground. And that's, you know, the picture is kind of crazy, but... I believe that that's what God wants for us. He wants for us to be so rooted in him that whatever sideways energy comes at our life, whatever tries to pull us out, that there's something so grounded and established that, yeah, maybe there's times that we go through seasons where, you know, it feels rough or it feels tiring, but I believe that God wants to strengthen us in such a way that we can flourish in any season. And that's the scripture that we've been in, in Jeremiah 17, seven through eight. Uh, the prophet Jeremiah, as he's, as he's delivering a word of the Lord to Israel, is, is painting two different pictures of what life could look like. One is a life where we trust in our own flesh and trust in our own wisdom 
And it says that picture is like a man who, who, who's, who's like a shrub in the wilderness, withering away in the hot sun. But then he paints a different picture in, in Jeremiah chapter 17. He says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that sends out its roots by the stream. And it does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. And it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. And, and, and really the working picture is there's a way of life where we trust in ourselves, and there's a way of life where we trust in God. And as we align ourselves with, with one of these trusts, that will determine how deep that we go. And I think, you know, as we're reading this passage, we could, we could even exchange those words. It's, it's, even, it's even more than, you know, just trusting in the Lord. It's about trusting in our own strength. Are we going to trust in our own strength or trust in the strength of God? Are we going to trust in our own riches or trust in the provision of God? Are we going to trust in our own health and well-being? Or are we going to trust in God's protection in our life, right? And, and, and there's a lot of ways to take this, but I, I really believe that a critical part of the root system that we need to be reminded of is staying rooted in God's purposes. We can either be rooted in man's purposes and our own good ideas and motivations and visions, or we can stay rooted in God's purposes. If we want to flourish in strength, we must be rooted in purpose. So while purpose is critical, sometimes it's hard to stay anchored in purpose. It kind of drifts over time. It has the tendency to do that. For instance, uh, when we started this whole quarantine, uh, it was pretty amazing because as a globe and as a nation, it seemed like there was a lot of shared energy going into it, right? It was kind of clear why we were doing it. Um, it was for the common good. Um, it was to help flatten the curve and we're gonna social distance. And we're all gonna buck it up and stay at home. And not everybody did that, but a lot of us did. Um, and there was this kind of shared vision of we're going to do this as a nation or as our communities and it's going to do good uh, with, with, within um, this, this whole pandemic, right? Um, but we've seen over the weeks, uh, there's been this, drift that's happened, right? Where week one, there was a lot of energy. After like week three, four, five, and now that we're, you know, like week nine now, uh, you start to see people uh, start questioning, why are we still doing this? And, and that's what happens over time with a lot of things. We, we go in with a lot of energy, but the longer we're at it, we start to lose the plot, right? And so even for us, as we're still trying to figure out what exactly is going on with this pandemic, and nobody quite really knows, even though all of your aunts and and cousins want to send you Facebook posts and conspiracy theories and all this stuff, uh, really, uh, we're all trying to put it together. And over time, that can feel just slightly tiring, right? And we start to ask questions like, why are we even doing this? Does this even still matter? Will, will any of this actually affect me? Is this really that big of a deal, right? When will I actually be able to get a haircut? Or when am I gonna be able to get a babysitter again? Or when am I gonna be able to do the things that I love to do? And over time, this, the questions start to eat away at the initial purpose of what we got at. And you know, aside from the quarantine, I, I think there's a, a larger purpose here. There's, a, there's a, a, a larger principle here that we actually need to tap into. 
Because it's not just true for the quarantine, it's true from all parts of life, whether we look at work or marriage or friendships or uh, even church life. When we start to lose the purpose, it's easy to get tired and to begin to just drift to autopilot where we just simply check out. And maybe that's been your experience at work or in your job, you've experienced that before. You, you got your college degree, you got training, and you got this awesome new job. But over time, you forgot to realize that the passion, it, you've, you just started disconnecting from what the impulse was that got you there in the first place. And, and, and you know, there's, there's a really good chance if you're married, you've experienced this at some point where you had uh, the, the passion of, of when you said, I do, at the altar, but then as you are in the marital relationship and things are coming up and you're working out life together, it's easy to start asking questions of, wait, why are we doing this again? What was the purpose? Does this really matter, right? Uh, maybe you've uh, thought about that with certain friendships in your life. You've, you've realized you're investing a lot of energy and they're not investing a whole lot back and you're just kind of wondering, gosh, is this, is this even worth pursuing any longer? And we even experience this in church. It's really easy, especially in a time like this, to start asking questions. What is church? Why does it even matter? What does it even mean to be a part of a church right now? Why are we even watching this online service? Does this really amount to anything. And, and I know that even some of you watching today, you're asking that question, not just about church, but just in faith in general and God. And you're wondering, you, you remember what got you in, but over time it's degraded, it's diminished, the questions have only increased and your answers aren't satisfying you like they used to. And some of you are, might even describe your faith as hanging on by a thread because you're not sure where it's supposed to go. And it's not a whole lot unlike going to a movie that really wasn't a good movie and so you started checking out 10 or 15 minutes into it. Have you experienced that before? Like watching a movie or reading a book, um, typically if we don't know what's happening, if we don't know what the character wants, if there's not enough conflict, if we don't know where the story is going, what happens is we just simply check out. And, I, and we can feel this. I feel like this is a moment in our culture now that we're a couple months into a quarantine, you can start to sense there is a fatigue setting in because people are starting to ask the question, why? And it's not a bad question, but for us in the church, as believers in Jesus, we have to ask that question and be certain in our hearts that we are rooted in the right purpose as well. This reminds me of what it must have felt like for the Israelites coming out of Egypt. You see, there was a lot of energy when Moses came in and he called them out with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. God delivered them out of Egypt, out of the grip of slavery, out of a, of a way of life that was dehumanizing. There were so many good reasons to leave Egypt. And yet, shortly after they left Egypt, they started to reflect back. They started to think back on what was good about Egypt? You see, there was a lot of good things in their minds when they were walking through the desert. They were longing to go back to Egypt. Why? Because they had their schedule, their daily schedule was mapped out. They had a certain way of life that felt normal, right? Security was there. They know that at some level they would be taken care of. Um, and, and they were started to long for even the foods of Egypt, like leeks and onions. And I don't know if you ask me, once you start longing for leeks and on onions, you know that there's, there's got to be a problem, but that's what happens when you 
even in a dramatic turn of events like the Israelites being rescued miraculously from, from slavery, over time, the purpose can start to wane and they forgot where they were going. And you see, that's why God led them out in the first place because he wanted to take them somewhere brand new. And I, and I just believe that we're in a time where God wants to re-envision us for his purposes beyond our current moment. And, 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 and for some of us, we have to ask that question, why? Why are we fighting for what we're fighting for? Why is it important to, to press in? Why is it important for our roots to go deep in this time? Uh, what are we even fighting for? What are we standing up against? Is it to defeat Satan? Well, not necessarily because Satan's already defeated. Jesus took care of that on the cross, right? So it's not just to overcome Satan because that's already been done with. So what are we fighting for? We're fighting for survival, that we won't get the virus or we won't, you know, uh, you know have health conditions ourselves? Well, you know, maybe that's not a bad thing, but that's ultimately not what we're fighting for because to live is Christ and to die is gain in Christ. Our, our lives are hidden with Christ. We have died with him. So, so even if our mortal bodies fade away, our life is still secure in Christ. So you cannot take our life away from us. So what are we fighting for? Is it pure, purely economic is it just to get the economy back to where it's supposed to go and get our jobs back so we can get the security back in? Well, I don't know. That's not a bad thing, but I don't think that's what we're fighting for. Because even Paul said in Philippians, he said, I've, I've learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. He's like, you know, I'll take it, but that's not what we're basing our life in. So what are we fighting for? Are we fighting for normalcy, just to get back to normal. Everyone's talking about getting back to a new normal. And it's, it's a good question. Are we actually fighting to get back to something? Maybe on some level, but I think a lot of us are finding that, gosh, maybe not every part of what was normal was actually good. And maybe we actually need to move on from what was normal because we're realizing what was normal wasn't actually working for us and bearing fruit in our lives in the first place. So what are we fighting for? So here's, here's what I believe we need to be reminded of today. I'm going to read a few passages of Scripture and, and, and pull this together. Here's what Paul would say in Romans chapter 8 as he's reflecting to the Romans, uh, the Roman church, about the, their present struggle. Here's what he grounds them in. He says this, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. And he continues in verse 23. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we eagerly await for adoption as sons. The redemption of our bodies for in this hope we were saved. Ephesians 1, 17 through 18, Paul prays as he's writing them a letter. He says, he prays that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of the glorious inheritance of the saints? 
And here's what Peter would say. He said, but you are a chosen, a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And as we pray at a national day of prayer out of Habakkuk chapter two, there's this prayer, a declaration for the earth to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. So I I wanna remind you, I wanna pull this together. What are the themes of everything I just read to you? That God, I believe, is wanting to root us in the fact that he is deepening his adoption as sons and daughters inside of us, not just for our own benefit, but for the knowledge of his glory to permeate every part of society, that all would come to his saving grace and loving knowledge in the name of Jesus Christ that God is doing something new in us. He's establishing in his love for the sake of the world. He's doing that in you. He's doing that in me. We're not just fighting for survival. We're not just fighting to defeat Satan. We're not just fighting for the economy or for normalcy. We are rooting ourselves in what we're fighting for is, is being able to wake up each day secure in our sonship so that we have a gift to give to the world. And why does that matter? Because listen, your neighbors and my neighbors need to know there's a God who loves them. They need to know that there is safety and security that is rooted in something eternal and not just of this world. Our neighbors, our, 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 everybody in our city, the people that God is bringing into our life in this season, they need us to be rooted in the purposes of God so that they can join in the story of God as well. We are called to bring the full effect of the kingdom of God to be established in every neighborhood, every nation, and in this next generation. And I just want to encourage you today, listen, some of you are in a season where you feel the grating effect of being in this time. And maybe this existed far before the quarantine. Maybe you were already on edge in certain parts of your life having kind of lost that sense of purpose. Why am I doing this? Why does it even matter? And I just wanna invite you back to be strengthened with the strength of the Lord, to stand strong with the full armor of God because the hope that God has called you to, the riches of the glorious inheritance of the saints, the, 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 the truth of what he has designed us for is, is to not just hold our ground, but to radiate the life and the love of God with each waking breath that we have. And this is the moment that we're in, and this is the moment we were created for, guys. And so I want to pray for each and every one of us today. If you are losing hope, the losing the grip, listen, God has not called you to get back to normal. He has called you to create a new future. He is calling you to root yourself in the word of the Lord for the next season. And I believe even now um, that as, as we move forward together that God is wanting to awaken his word in your heart in a brand new way. And I wanna pray now that God begins to awaken dreams and visions and he begins to, to reawaken old prophetic words in your life that you've forgotten about and old promises because you are not made to live on autopilot. You are made to be rooted in what's eternal so that you can be like a tree of healing with leaves of healing for the nations that the fruit of your life would benefit everyone around you. 
And so God, I pray for my brothers and sisters today. I pray for those who are tuning in, who need to know that there is something more that they are fighting for, who maybe are realizing that what they were fighting for is not enough, it's not enough to sustain them. God, I thank you that you have called us to not just stand strong, to get back to what you've called us out of or what you've liberated us from, but you have called us to awaken to our destinies as beloved sons and daughters, that we live from this moment on. We live not present uh, past, but we live present future. We live looking forward because we thank you, God, that you never take us back. You take us forward into your plans and purposes. And so I pray for an awakening and a supernatural energy to come into our lives that we would not be people given to fatigue. We would not be people given to exhaustion, but that the life of Christ would continue to well up day by day until the whole world is filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are with us, that you are among us. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen.